Hi, my name is Paul Adlington and I'm reading chapters from my book, Bear Christianity. This is chapter two, for the record. Now, before I progress with this book, I want to say a couple of things for the record, or four things in fact. Think of it as part two of the introduction that comes after chapter one. So I said that this book is thoughts about God, people, faith and religion. And I want to clarify briefly what I mean by the words God, faith and religion and spirituality, which isn't in the title. But So four things for the record, which will hopefully help you as you read and listen on. For the record one, God's name is not actually God. We call God God, but God is really just a title. God could be used to describe any person or object that people worship. God doesn't have to be conscious or physically real. God could be a concept or an ideal. However, the God that I am talking about when I am calling God, God in this book, is the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God who called himself I Am when Moses asked for his name. So God's real name is I Am, the eternal present person. The Jewish people after Moses, went on to call God Yahweh, or Jehovah. It describes the self-existent nature that I am suggests. But many didn't use this name out of respect or fear of misuse, and so they came up with a whole load of other names and titles for daily use, names that reflected their experience of God and reverence for God. There are at least 38 names in the Old Testament that I could count, Some tell of what God has done or does, such as the Lord our healer, the Lord our provider, the Lord our guide, for example, while others recognise God's position as master or Lord or almighty or father. Today it's even more complicated because although we understand God to be one God, still I am, the Bible has also introduced us to God as three persons, God the Father, and God the Son Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit, which we have dubbed the Holy Trinity. Three persons as one God. Now I'll talk about that a bit more in one of the later chapters. For the record, part two. God is not just male. Many of the biblical names and titles for God aren't gender specific. But some, like Father and Master, do seem to be, and Jesus was a man. God is pretty much always referred to as he, which in our minds is male. But God is not just he, he's not just a male. God is both he and she, male and female. Not genderless, but genderful. We know this because God created male and female in his own image. Genesis 1 verse 27. One of our problems in English is that we don't have an appropriate term for a more than one yet one genderful God. We could try they, but they doesn't help our understanding of God being one, or it. But it is impersonal and distant, and she, God could be she, but she presents us with the same problems as he, 
I'd like to say that we call God he simply because he won the coin toss between he and she when they were trying to decide, but I'm absolutely sure sexism has had a hand in that decision. In this book, however, even though I recognise that God is more than the sum of any human words and that God is both male and female, for simplicity and respect, I will continue to use the word God as God's name and the word he when referring to him. For the record, part three, religion and faith aren't the same thing. It's not uncommon to hear people talk about the major world religions and the major world faiths as though they're the same thing, or refer to religious leaders and faith leaders as the same people. But there is a difference between religion and faith as far as I can tell. Faith comes from the Latin word fide, which means trust. Faith could be applied to anything we believe and trust in. We would need faith, for example, to step out onto a flimsy-looking footbridge over a dangerous canyon. Faith is required to take the risk. In our culture, however, it's most commonly used to describe our belief and trust in God. We can't see God fully, but we can put our faith in God by recognising that life is dependent on God and by responding with our choices. Religion, on the other hand, comes from the Latin word re-ligo, where ligo means to bind or tie, ligament, and re, well, re is to do it all over again. So religion literally means to rebind or re-tie. Religion could be linked to any practice, such as putting your clothes on every morning, or brushing your teeth every day, or repeatedly crossing the bridge over that canyon, but it's most commonly used to describe the practices that people undertake to bind, rebind and keep binding themselves to God. Religion and faith don't require God in their definition, but I will continue as though they do, as though faith is our trusting belief in God and religion is the outworking of that trust in repetitive practice. For the record, part four, Spirituality. Now, spirituality is another word that is often associated with faith, but not so much maybe with religion. don't know. We could argue about that one. It, but it has become increasingly popular, and I think that's because it carries less judgment with it. Less than faith and religion do anyway. To say you are spiritual is to say you think and feel deeply that you are concerned with greater meaning, that life is more than just the temporary, material, physical and fleshy things, that it's spiritual too. Spirituality probably carries less judgment with it because it's not associated with any one religion, faith or worldview, and so it isn't associated with strong moral guidelines and rules and punishments. One of the biggest problems with people's concept of religion is the apparent disproportionate over-the-top unfair punishments. It's hardly surprising that we use the word spirituality more today in our highly judgmental world. And I will talk about the disproportional uh, 
overbearing punishments and rewards that seem to come along with religion in later chapters because it's a massive part of what, why people believe and why people reject God but we'll come to that later so for the purpose of this book I understand spirituality as a wide variety of activities that express the heart of a belief where they may or may not be linked to a traditionally recognised practice or practices, but where they generally include an element of repetition that reflects faith, lends meaning and reminds us of our connection to God and to a spiritual realm. Because God is spirit as part of the person. So that's four things for the record. I hope that has made some sense and will help in me in the reading and listening to the rest of this book. Next up, chapter three, all the difference. <laughs>